This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It was really rushed, <laughs> but I, I didn't feel like I could say no at that point. And I thought saying no would make it end. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. It's Thursday, so that means real-life daters are coming on to share their real, sometimes shocking, and always unfiltered experiences. Think you're alone out there? Think you're the only one whose ex hooked up with your mom or whose last date ended up being a catfish? Think again. Hello, I'm Anonymous. I am 37 years old, and I live in the New England area. And I'm here to talk about how dating podcasts changed my outlook for dating and the outcome of my dating. When I got your email, like, I hope you know the biggest smile lit up on my face because obviously, like, people listen to the podcast and, and I hear like success stories and, and dating wins all the time. But your email and your story just, it's so obvious how much you've learned from listening to so many different podcasts, but also how you've applied all of that learnings to your actual dating life and to your everyday life. And it's so amazing to see how much it can all actually like positively impact you. So I want to first and foremost, thank you for sharing that with me. And thank you for being open to learning and listening. And I just think it's so beautiful. And I'm sure so many people listening right now are like nodding their heads and being like, yeah, like me too. But it's just, it's a really magical thing to see. So thank you. Yeah, I hope it does relate to other people. Um, that it it does work. Um, as as it, you need to tailor it for what you need specifically and what pitfalls you fall into. So, yes, absolutely. So let's cool. start with what I know. You were in a previous relationship, mm-hmm. and I think that relationship kind of led you to start listening. Like, how did how did your story start in terms of your kind of dating relationship journey and your podcasting journey? All right. So I hadn't been in a relationship for over seven years. Um, I moved from a state to the New England area. And then I, then the pandemic. So, but I noticed that I did fall into a weird pattern with my dating, which I'll talk about in it as it relates to this relationship. So what happened was I moved out to my own place after the pandemic in 2022 and everything's opening up. We have our boosters, we're able to go out. So I start talking to people and within a month of moving in, I met somebody on a dating app, um, Facebook dating actually. That is so funny that you say that. Because I just had a conversation with someone yesterday about how I'm somehow still active on face, not active, but like I exist on Facebook dating still. And I had never actually heard of somebody 
meeting from Facebook dating. And I said this to my friend yesterday. I'm like, has anyone ever actually met? Like, I'd love to hear Facebook dating stories. So here we go. Here we go. But it's a nightmare story. So I don't know if you really want to take my advice on Facebook dating. That tracks. Yeah. So as I said, my pattern uh, is that I would be super, super, super picky, like reject everybody. Like, oh, you did this little thing, gone, goodbye. And then I would get burnt out. And then you just scrape the bottom of the barrel. Anyone who likes you, let's go out. Let's go. Been there. Mm -hmm. So that's where I was when I went on the first date with this guy. Um, He was 15 minutes late to the date. He was wearing a t-shirt instead of, I was all dressed up because it's a nice dress up restaurant. He came in a t-shirt and he immediately hugged me. Which should have been a red flag. <laughs> Why do you think? Why do you think the hug was a red flag? Because you don't know anything about me. We talked for like three days and here you are hugging me. Was and it like was it like a big like bear hug, like seeing an old friend, or was it like a half like hi hug? It was a big bear hug. It was like he was like clinging on to me. Okay. It, it felt it felt off. It felt off, yes. Okay. But at this point, again, I'm at the burnt, burnt out. Let's. You're like, I'll take it. I'll take all the hugs. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, he was pursuing me. And so that felt nice to be pursued because a lot of the times, you know, when I did like a guy, it was me chasing them. And that's not healthy either. Now that I, I know it, but. Um, yeah, so we went on this date and then he, I got out of the car to go home and he literally popped out of the car and kissed me, but we had already had a second date set up, so I didn't want to cancel it. Did you already want to cancel it like before the kiss or was it like him kissing you seemingly out of nowhere that made you want to cancel it I was thinking of canceling it or going on the date um before the kiss but it was a very nice kiss okay and I hadn't been kissed in a while because pandemic yeah so it's again that okay so like the kiss made you more inclined to go on the second date yes because it was like wanted it was that that feeling wanted Yes, it was the feeling wanted, and within three dates, he asked me to be his girlfriend, and I said yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was that fast, and it was really rushed, (laughs) but I, I didn't feel like I could say no at that point, because I did want to keep seeing him, and I thought saying no would make it end. And, and again, it was the fact that he was pursuing me, that he wanted me, that he kept saying he wanted to be my boyfriend and all this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it it was... almost backs you into a corner because you do feel like, oh, well, if I say I'm not ready, what if that blows this whole thing up? But if I, I say, yes, I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm definitely not ready. But again, it's uh, somebody wants me like who I'm in no position to pass up this opportunity to have somebody versus having nobody. But I think anytime after someone goes through a situation like that, like we do learn, like, no, it, it might be better to be alone than to be with the wrong person. It definitely. It, you've heard of the right person, wrong time. Wrong time. This was yeah. wrong, person, wrong person, right, right time. time. <laughs> so true. Wow. I told him that, you know, I told him later on, I don't think I would have dated you if I wasn't in this weird headspace, I wouldn't have. There was absolutely no way. There was several things that I didn't like about the person. And I wasn't being the chooser. I was being, hey, you like me. It's been a pandemic. Let's go out. Yeah. That that's so like so relatable. I think so many people. It'd be interesting if there was like any research done or a study done just about like how many people 
ended up saying yes to people who they never would have any other time just because we all felt so lonely and felt like we missed that aspect of human connection. And I think it it just took a turn for the worse for so many of us. Yeah, I have talked to friends and my current partner and said, you know, you hear these lovely stories about how people met right before the pandemic or did the long distance thing during the pandemic, but they don't talk about people who entered the pandemic single and and exited single. They just don't. Yeah, and and the impact that has too, being single during such a, a difficult period of time. And, and single is different than being alone. I think being alone is significantly worse than being single, but I think it made so many people question that idea of like, well, what's wrong with me that I can't find someone when a lot of people are finding ways to date and have partners. And it it's just this perpetual cycle of like, oh, well, I can't find somebody right now. What's wrong with me when it's like you're allowed to be single and to be accepting of that and embrace that and learn so much from it. And I just wish we could like change that narrative about society, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But for me, the impact was I had spent five years pretty much being picky, two years pandemic, and then came out saying anything goes, Mm -hmm. let's try it. Uh, I'm I'm about to turn 26. Let's try anything. And that's a so problem. Yeah. Yes. So so and- how did it go after date 3 now we're boyfriend girlfriend? You guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic and when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend who happens to be a doctor and she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed 
bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. It was strange in the way that when I finally did have feelings for him, he pushed me away. He'd do this pattern where he'd push me away and then pull me in and push me away and pull me in. Um, he is about seven years older than me. So at the time he was 43 and he had a son who was 19 at the time. Right. So the first time that he pushed me away and then brought me back, he's like, I want you to meet my son. The second time he pushed me away emotionally and brought me back, meet all of my friends. It was a constant pull and push and pull and push. And I'm like, this isn't healthy. This isn't making me feel good, you know. And the fact that he told his uh, his side before telling me that he wanted to tell his side, because I hadn't told my my people yet. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was off putting. But I was at the same time, I'm like, I really have feelings for him now. So what am I supposed to do? Do you think you really genuinely did have feelings for him? Or was it because of the push pull that you were so like, just wanting to hold on? Which do you think it was or both? Um, I think I genuinely had feelings at times, but Mm -hmm. I think it was somewhat Especially as, okay, let me say this. In September, he said he wanted labels off, right? And I asked him, is it the same? Is it going to be the same? It's just a relationship labels off. He's like, yes, I have to deal with some mental health issues with my doctor. So I just want labels off to calm my anxiety. And then it's going to be the exact same. And I said, no dating apps. He's like, I'm not going to be on dating apps. I'm not going to be looking for anybody. We're just labels off. And I think that me trying to earn the labels back Mm -hmm. was the last two months of our relationship was me going, pick me, choose me. Look at me. Love me. Love me. (laughs) That's crazy. I don't want to say crazy, but that's so interesting to me because like he's the one who rushed to put the labels on. And I think I've learned from my horrible past experiences that if somebody's like, oh no, like we're together, but we're not boyfriend and girlfriend, like a thousand red flags up, get out. Mm -hmm. Because you're not being treated the way you deserve. You're not being respected. And that's another but like, thing. But it's so that's, hard when you're in it because you just want to go. Yes. Yes. And that's another thing is that on top of that, he was talking down to me. I'm only seven years younger than him. He was talking down to me. And like at times he even compared me to his son. And I'm like, you realize I was a month away from 17 when he was born. I could be his teenage mother. <laughs> Literally. Like me and your son are not in the same peer group as you and me. <laughs> Seven years, 17 years. There's a big difference. Yeah. But there was a lot of talking down and disrespect that I tolerated because, again, it was that adrenaline thing of I want the labels back. Mm-hmm. Can you give me the labels back? You wanted me and now you don't want me. Yeah. How did it actually make you feel? Like, how did it impact you emotionally when you were in this kind of limbo period of like, well, we're together, but we're not, but we are, but we're not, but he says we are, but mm-hmm. I feel less than. Like, how did that really impact you? 
looking back, I just became obsessive. The entire relationship, I got sucked into a black hole. I didn't, I was in a new city. I didn't go explore the city. I didn't go do things. We only did things when he wanted to do things, not when I wanted to do things. It, I, I was just sucked into this vacuum of focusing on every little thing, trying to make, be a pleasing person, and trying to get this label. It was just an obsessive black hole. It really was. And it's so hard to get out of that too, because I'm sure there were days where you felt like, I'm not okay. But you also at the same time probably had this belief of like, well, I will be okay if I get him. Mm-hmm. And like, that's my, there's, it's not the way out. I'm not trying to get out. I'm trying to get in more and then I'll be okay. But that's not true. But that's how we think in these moments. It made him the prize. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to win the prize, but looking back, he wasn't a prize to win. <laughs> he wasn't what I wanted. No. What did you want? I wanted somebody who would do things with me that would appreciate the things that I do. Like he would say he appreciated it, but his actions would not be, I appreciate this. Right? Yeah. So you said it was the last two months of your relationship, kind of like fighting to get the labels back on. What ultimately ended the relationship what happened was okay so October rolls around he disappeared for a night like I couldn't get a hold of him like we talked every day and every night right on text and he was gone for that night and then texted me in the morning with a lame excuse of I left my phone in the car while I hung out with friends and I'm like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> so I'm like, hmm, okay. So he had to do a favor for me that weekend. And I asked him point blank, are we going anywhere? Is this going anywhere at all? And he held his my hand to his chest and said, absolutely. I have feelings for you. And I'm like, well, are we going to get these labels back? And he's like, not yet. Oh my god! <laughs> like he's like hanging left. them over your head. Like, oh, sorry, you're not too tall enough to reach them. I'm gonna make you keep jumping. Yes, yes. And then the next weekend, we went. Um, uh, autumn, we went to um, uh, corn maze and apple picking and all that, and did fall things. And he was agreeable, and it was nice. It was a nice weekend. We watched a movie, and then. The next weekend he was sick, so I got him a little care package of all the things that he wanted from the grocery store, and I brought it to his house, and I waved to him while he was sick. And then midway through the week after that, I um, needed him to watch my cat, one of my cats, um, and I brought the cat over, and he was acting weird. And I'm like, maybe because he's sick, he doesn't want to give me the germ, you know. And he's like, I don't want to be in a relationship with you. I just want you to be my best friend. And I'm like, that's odd. And I kept pressing him and pressing him. And I'm like, whatever. I just need you to watch my cat. And I'll (laughs) talk to you when I come pick up my cat and then I pressed him more when I picked up the cat and he admitted that there was somebody else and at that time I needed him to move some more stuff for me that weekend and he tried to dodge out of it I'm like no nope you're gonna help me move this stuff wait I love you for that oh my god (laughs) good You're going to help me move this stuff. You're not dodging out of this. I mean, you didn't keep any of your promises to me because we said no dating apps. And and now you are with someone else. Okay, fine. But you're going to help me move. And, were you um, like, okay? 
or, or were you like furious? Were you surprised or not surprised? Because obviously now like we can like laugh about it. Mm-hmm. But what were you actually feeling when you picked up your cat? But also in those days between when he had just said like he dropped this bomb of I don't want to be in a relationship. I want you to be my best friend. And then you're just like, oh, oh, okay. I'll see you in a few days. Like, were you okay? Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive-compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started Presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a Presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, Presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating. And my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters 
are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people, listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I cried that night. That night I cried. I cried all night. I had a home inspection. That's why I wanted the cat because this cat could escape and whatever. And um, yeah, I cried that day. And then I was furious when I left, when I left the, um, conversation because he said to me what did you expect you're not my girlfriend I'm like no and then yes I did get angry and I called him some not nice choice words and he got pissed off at me and he um he said we I don't want to talk to you until moving day so that was two days away And so I wrote a really angry letter (laughs) back and front. It was like Rachel's letter to Ross. (laughs) And um, yeah. And I, I even quoted um, Taylor Swift in there. It was really seething. What what line I need to know. um, Casually cruel for the um, sake sake of of being being honest. honest. Fuck yeah. (laughs) You tell him. Uh, yeah and I said I don't want anything to do with you whatever and by the end of that I'm still kind of angry but numb at the end of this move day but he's the one crying he's crying and going I don't want you out of my life can you please reconsider being a friend I'm like I'm supposed to be your friend and see you hang out with this girl woman why did he want you as a friend so bad I mean listen I've been talking to you for 20 minutes you're great I want you as a friend but like why like it's so weird to me when people are like yeah like we're no I I no longer want a relationship with you but I need you in my life because for for me I was on the receiving end of that too many times where a guy I really had feelings for was like I don't want a relationship with you, but I want to be friends. And because I so badly want a relationship, I was like, yeah, I'll take any sliver of you that I can get. But I don't know if like they really so desperately wanted my friendship. I don't know why he wanted me to be his friend. I think he, when I came out after a while, because he said, I kissed her. I went on a date you know, eventually you get more and more details. And it turned out that we had been intimate in the morning and he had been intimate with her at that night. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And I'm like, I am not going to be your friend. How can I be your friend and hang out with you and your new girlfriend? Yeah. And the funny thing is that it turned out that she was doing the exact same thing to him. We're not boyfriend and girlfriend. We're just hanging out and doing things together. Wow. And I learned that later um, in February when uh, when I reached out to him because he was like stalking my stuff uh, repeatedly. And he thought it was, we're going to be friends. And I was like, we're going to find out why you're stalking me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> Can I ask you this? Do you think you had he not fully ended it, ended the relationship, ended the hooking up, ended the, the romantic aspect of it? Would you have gotten yourself to? I was getting tired of it. I was getting tired of it. I thought that after the after the moving part, if he didn't say that because I had taken care of him while he was sick and stuff, 
it, I, I probably would have walked away. Reluctantly. And I probably would have kept reaching out to him. But, you know. It's hard to say. Because, like, at that point, it was, like, clinging on to anything. And, like, my world was empty. Like, when I walked away, yes, I wasn't the one crying and boo-hooing. It was him. But I was numb. And I was looking around going, what am I supposed to do now? Because I'm in this apartment. I haven't gone exploring the city. I haven't met friends here. I haven't done anything except be with this person every day. Yeah. It's hard when you feel so isolated. But I'm sure it also is a wake-up call to you of like, oh, well, now I should go do those things. Yes. But I I started with the bad patterns again of dating apps, go on dates, go on a second date with somebody who talks at me instead of with me. You know, I was like, I'm doing it again. I'm picking anybody who's interested in me off the street. And it's annoying at this point. Were you able to recognize that while it was happening or is this something you're able to recognize in hindsight? Um, With the guy that I first dated right afterwards, um, I went on two dates with him. In between date one and date two, I explained to him, you're talking at me. You're not talking with me. It's off, right? And so he's like, I was just nervous. You're so pretty. Let me go on a second date. And the second date, he talked at me the entire time. At one point, I'm walking back to my apartment. And I'm like, I'm feeling friends vibes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he started talking about this car he saw on the side of the street. And it's like, and then he got me to the door. And he's like, can I kiss you? And I said, No. Absolutely like, there's not. such a disconnect. Yeah. Good for you. So I w- knew that I couldn't be with somebody like that. But I was dating anyone who paid attention. And another thing also was I was dating one person at a time. Like I talked to one person at a time, would drop all of their conversations, would go on a date with them and not be entertaining other people until... Mm-hmm. I, around January, December, January, I found dating podcasts. (laughs) I'm like, there's got to be someone talking about dating. I can't be out here all alone. I'm like, I need help. I can't be dating people who talk at me and give me the bare minimum. So that's when I started listening to Dating Intentionally which led me to finding Mr. Height because she ended up on there on an episode, which ended up me finding you through their archives. That's like, I, I love it. It's so amazing. Like how the podcast world goes round. And also like, it's so funny because people think that we would all see each other's competition. We're like, no, like we want everyone to access all of us because who knows, like, what someone's going to say when they need to hear it. And I like I was talking to Allie the other day and it, it's just amazing that that's like that how people are finding us is through each other because we support each other and want everyone to be able to access everyone. Yes. And I have to say, you have to pick the podcast for the listener. You have to po- pick the podcast that works for you. There was one podcast I listened to and it was like slapstick funny, but it wasn't giving any tips. It's like, how awful was the date last week, Ashley? Well, Stan, he left me here with my drink, you know? (laughs) And then this other one, and I'm not going to name names for this one either, um, I was listening to it and it was like, you have to get a hundred percent of what you want out of the person. And then after listening over 
a time, it was an advertisement for her $600 course to get confident. And like, I, I stopped listening to that when like, I listened to our um, success story. And she's like, yeah, I'm dating a seven, but I'm still looking for my hundred. What? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, I don't need a confidence booster to the point that I'm sitting here. I, that's my problem is that I'm sitting here rejecting people because he had spinach in his teeth or <laughs> he, he did that one joke that didn't land right. You know, not not anything crazy, but just it didn't land right. We'll move on. We'll have a more conversation. Exactly. You know? Nobody's perfect and neither are we. Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, I started taking the number one thing is I started taking dating breaks when I felt burnt out instead of scraping the bottom of the barrel. I just stopped. <laughs> I'm like, I am burnt out. I should not be talking to humans right now. No, I totally agree. Like taking breaks when you're burnt out is the best thing you can do so that you don't end up back in that cycle of taking whatever you can get because you deserve so much more, but it can be so hard because you feel like, oh, well, if I take a break, then I'm just going to fall further behind. But like, no, you need that time to yourself because dating is so exhausting and draining and makes you feel so many feelings and question so many things. Or if you're not taking a break, you're not going to get closer to finding the person you want because you're not going to be in the right headspace for that. Yeah, exactly. I also stopped making dating like the center of my universe. Yes. And I started going out and meeting people. I'm like, norm at my local bar now i walk in and they're like hey anonymous love that <laughs> love that yeah my sister didn't believe me until she visited recently and she's like everyone knows you here <laughs> i'm yeah, like you yeah really, you established roots you did it you did what you didn't do for so long yeah and then i started trivia at the bar love yeah yeah. And so therefore I had hobbies outside. I had events. I had book club. I had the bar. I had places to go when I was bored and instead of swiping or going out with Mr. Talks at you. Yeah. Well, and what that also does is it, it makes you more fulfilled and more of a dynamic person and gives you more things to talk about on a date because there's so many different aspects of your life that are filling up your cup and all of that, like when you stop making dating your whole life, it actually helps and more often than not helps lead you to a healthy relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always gonna, there's always going to be fumbling. Of course, yes. you're never going to be perfect at it. You know, I ended up in what I call a blip relationship with this guy and he treated me really nice, right? And, you know, he was great in, in several aspects. But then uh, one night he just said something very homophobic about one of my friends at the bar and said, oh, if we ever have children, you can't hang out with those people anymore. Oh, my God. And that they'll turn my kids gay and mm -hmm. I don't want that. And I'm like, Bye. Bye. Please, please let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah. I waited till morning and then I'm like, time to leave. I'm oh leaving now. Bye-bye. And it's like <laughs> as horrible as horrible as it is to hear that, you'd so much rather hear it now. Yeah. Know. After a month of, of dating and two weeks of being official, I was like, out. Bye-bye. Yeah. And I went on a date like a week later and I felt nothing like I didn't not not with not for the date but I didn't feel any like real sadness or anything I was just this is not my person why am I going to be wasting time with this not my person and I learned that from the podcast this isn't my person I shouldn't be crying clinging and it's okay to cry a little bit 
but like don't make it a big humongous thing is my thing with my with that and with dating when I was not exclusive I was talking to multiple people because you know you guys uh, advise that and going on dates with multiple people until you get exclusive and um what other things I also um I rejected, I got rejected as much as I was rejecting, which I think is a good sign. It means I wasn't too picky. You know, I got rejected and I just moved on. And luckily I didn't get ghosted. I got messages that from these men that were like the anti-ghost messages. And I'm like, this is awesome. Thanks for telling me. Right. It's a thousand times better. Yeah, you don't feel a spark. You don't feel whatever. That's great. You don't see us as long term. Fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I would ask for a second date and they'd send me this and I'd be like, okay. And I had to send one out too. A, a couple times. So I was rejecting as much as I was being rejected. I'm glad that you were able to recognize like getting that anti-ghosting text as a positive thing because it's so easy to say oh my god like I'm getting rejected what's wrong with me nobody wants to be with me but no you're actually being given the the freedom and the empowerment to move forward and to not waste your time and with also being somebody like going on multiple dates with different people and and sending those texts it puts it into perspective of like well yeah, I'm sending these texts too. There's nothing wrong with the person. They're just not my person. Yeah. And that's how I saw the blip relationship. That's how I saw any of the rejection or any times I had to reject. I felt a little bad with the rejection of, of nice people, but I'm like, you're not my person. And that's okay. I'm just wasting your time trying to fit the square in the round hole. Mm-hmm. And there is now a person. Yes, there is a person. How yes. did we get there? How we got there was through Bumble. And uh, several, and this actually goes with the podcast. Um, there's several things that got me to the point that I could be in a relationship with the person I'm with now. And the first one is that don't judge the photos. <laughs> and it's funny because I said, um, I told him later, your profile is full of potato phone pictures. And he said, oh, do I look like a potato on my phone? Oh I said, no, it looks like someone took a potato and took a picture of you. Oh I'm like, <laughs> they're blurry, they're strange. I'm like, I don't know if you look like this or you look like that. There were scenery pictures. There's a picture of him far, far away. I'm like, oh my. But you know I, what? As much as those are not good and we don't want those pictures, they're they're better than somebody who has like a million like gym and car selfies. That is it, true. It's almost like, okay, they were like innocently bad at creating their profile, but they're not like going to be a bad person to date necessarily. But it, it makes it hard to decide to go out with somebody when you learn such little information from their pictures. Yes, there was very little bit from the pictures, but he reached out to me because I put trivia on my dating tr profile and he had trivia on his dating profile too. And so we had a conversation and it was nice. And then he asked me out and not fearing rejection. When he asked me out and said, this town, this place, I said, it's really hard to get from where I am into this town and out of this town. I'd rather go somewhere else. And so he looked it up and said, how about this town and this place? And I'm like, okay, yes, let's go there. And then that. I walked up and I met him and he looked better than the potato photos. And as I said, 
because he's probably going to listen to this. I did not say he looked like a potato. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I take longer, I find, to have a spark. And so I took the advice of go on four dates and see if it develops. And we had, we were, I was trying to limit it to one hour. I really tried, but we ended up on a five hour date and we ended up having to go to another plaza because I was hungry because we went to coffee. And so I was hungry and the Thai place was on vacation. So we went to a really crappy Mexican place. And I said, next time, maybe we can go to the Thai place when it opens again. And he saw that as an opening for a second date. And mm. within two dates, he asked me again. Now, at this time, I had was talking to other people. And I would have gone on other dates. But some people don't know how to set up a date. You know, you need a time, a place, and a date. You can't just say Sunday. Uh, where am I supposed to be? I'm supposed to be in the center of the street yelling your name. Where are right. you? <laughs> All day long. But, yeah, other things fizzled out. It just was natural progressive of that. Um, and I didn't feel a spark until the third date. And, like, the second date he kissed me, and I didn't feel it. And I felt bad. I really did. I was like, I'm not feeling the spark. But I went on that third date and that spark happened at the end of that third date. I'm so glad you said that because I think there is so much pressure on the kiss whenever it happens for it to be a sign and to tell you everything you need to know. And half the time, the kiss is like a really awkward moment where it's like you both feel like you should kiss because it's the end of a date and you haven't yet, but maybe there's like an Uber coming to pick someone up or someone's about to get in the car and it hasn't happened. So like you're awkwardly standing there like, do we do this? Do we not? Like it's, it's not, it doesn't have to be this explosive moment. It doesn't have to be this confirmation that there are feelings. It, it's just like, an action like it's a physical act and sometimes it's weird sometimes it's messy but I I'm so glad that you still went to see him again after not feeling the spark on the kiss because I'm sure there are so many people who have used that as a sign of like nope this isn't it and then just close the door on something that could have been so wonderful yes yes I um it was like that it was awkward in the parking lot he even said he felt pressure to kiss me because then he didn't want to end up in the friend zone. It was just a mandatory kiss. <laughs> and nobody was having fun, apparently, with the kiss. <laughs> um, the third date, it was more natural with the kiss. And then the fourth date, he asked me to be his girlfriend. And let me tell you, I was not ready. I was not ready. And so I had a conversation with him. And I said, I am not ready to be your girlfriend. I'm. There's some disconnect because we hadn't been talking in text between dates either. It was like, here's the date. And then you go to the date. And I'm like, I'd like more communication between dates. Maybe that will help things. I said, I will be exclusive with you, but I will not be your girlfriend at this point. And he understood and he accepted it as it was. And so we went through the week talking, communicating, calling for hours. And then we went to see the Barbie movie. And um, we had great conversation. And then that weekend, I felt ready to be his girlfriend. So it was my responsibility because I had rejected the label's proposal to say, I'm ready to be your girlfriend if that's what you want. But I want to know what you want in a girlfriend. You know, 
And the biggest hurdle for me was that he had never been in a serious relationship. And he was 40 at this point. Mm-hmm. And in the past, that made me turn around and go, bye. <laughs> yeah. See ya. Running away. Nope. But um, the main thing is I asked why. I asked why. And this is why it was important and why it made me feel more ready. First of all, I was listening to you about Jake, who's never been in a serious relationship either. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? Why was did this not happen? And he explained to me that he wasn't ready for commitment in his 20s and even early 30s. And he either was focusing on his career or got into mutual casual relationships where both parties knew it was casual and nobody got hurt. Nobody caught feelings. They just walked away. At one point he said, it would have been nice to know that she moved out of state before I called her up for it. Oh my God. <laughs> but I understand because we weren't a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like every step of the way, you just built this strong foundation of communication and curiosity and openness, even from your messaging on Bumble, where you said, like, no, that place is hard to get like hard for me to get to, can we do somewhere else? And him being so receptive to that. And I feel like that is such an incredible way to start a relationship. And people are so afraid to speak their mind or push back or ask questions because they're afraid they'll be rejected for it. But that's actually the way to build a foundation that allows for a healthy relationship by sharing what's on your mind, even if it's a little scary and saying you're not ready and seeing if they're able to be patient. And again, like you asked, what does it mean for you to have a girlfriend? Like, what are your expectations? Like, it's so important to be having these conversations and the right person is not going to be scared off because of them. Yes. And he pushed back on a this this goes into the phone call. This is the meat and potatoes. Yes, so yes. you want to hear that. Yes. So his pushback was on the fact that I wanted to be Facebook official so that he couldn't run around and you know it was it was based on the fact that he ran around with the single on the mm-hmm. Facebook. And it wasn't that I didn't trust the guy. I said this is a requirement. You must be Facebook official with me. And he said I don't want my mom to find out through Facebook. So let me tell other people. And then when I'm ready, I'll come back. Fair. So about a month later, he was ready. We make it Facebook official. And the next night, I'm sitting in my apartment eating a pizza. And I get a text that says, hello, from my ex. Oh, my God. And so I text him. Yes. And I text back, hello, with a question mark. And he's like, I'm in a really weird place right now. I'm like, okay, why are you calling me? What are you doing? Eating pizza. Why are you contacting me? And so he calls me and he is drunk. And I have never heard this man drunk. He was never drunk around me. He was drunk. And he's like, you wanted me to call you, so I'm calling you now. And I'm oh like, no, I didn't want that. And so the phone goes dead. I call my boyfriend. And I'm like, my ex is calling me drunk. He's out. He's talking about driving places. I'm like, I know where he is. Should I go pick him up? What should I do? And he calls back and he's like, I'm going to tell your boyfriend that you're in love with me and all this. And I three-way the call. I switch it into three-way. And I'm like, he's like, who's on the phone with us? And I'm like, this is my boyfriend. Would you like to tell him? 
what oh you just god. told me i'm screaming oh my god <laughs> but instead of doing that he's like this he's like he says his name several times and then he's like she this girl right here she's awesome she's Aww. amazing and all this stuff but the saddest part of the phone call because there is a part of me that feels for the person right like okay. i'm not i'm not a robot but the thing that made me so sad and made me reflect a few days later by myself is that he said if i could love someone i would love this person right here and he's like i blew it and she's awesome and amazing he did and you are yeah yeah that is hard that is hard to hear and then you feel bad for feeling bad Mm -hmm. and you have to sit with it for a minute it's like somebody out there thinks that they can't love someone yeah like they can't that they are not a lovable person and it's somebody that you so badly wanted to be loved by. Yes. No, I never was in love with him. I think the yo-yo thing really yeah. threw me. I, I couldn't feel. It was you can't feel things when you're on a roller coaster. Yeah. You just can't. But then um he texted me a few days later while I was with my boyfriend and he's like, I'm sorry I drunk called you. I'm sorry if I said anything inappropriate. Your new man sounds awesome. Take care of yourself. And I texted back, um, I accept your apology. I don't want to be contacted anymore. Take care of yourself. Well done. I think that was like perfectly, perfectly done. And, and that's all you can do. Yes. You know? Yeah there's nothing I can do to save this person it's not my job and now um two days from the last time from the day that we broke up right one year I am getting the keys to an apartment to share with my boyfriend everybody clap your hands yay I really am so, so happy for you. And I, I just want to thank you. I feel like there's so much in your story that must've been really difficult and and confusing to go through, but you took everything. I feel like you handled every situation like the best you could and so maturely, and you were open to learning and to growing and it's, that's all we can do, you know, and just encourage ourselves and each other to, be 1% better when we can and and uplift each other. And yeah, I just want to say thank you because well, first of all, I'm so happy for you and so proud of you. You've come such a long way and it's amazing. And I'm honored to even be like 0.0001% of that. Um, but it's hard to go through hard things and, and you took a, a hard thing and turned it into, well, how can I not go through this again? Because I deserve mm-hmm. more. So yeah, proud of you. Um, before I let you go, I have to ask, what is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received? The Out of all the things that we talked about today, it's don't fear rejection to speak on your truth. You will find a person who loves you for who you are. And if you speak the truth in a kind way, don't be a jerk. Don't be like, no, no, girlfriend, I'm out of here. But if you speak your truth without the fear of rejection and you look at people who reject you as just not your person, it's you'll get to where you need to be. It will be an amazing thing. 100%. I couldn't have said it better. Thank you again so much. And to everyone who's listening, send this episode to a friend who needs to hear it. If you have a friend who might be stuck in that push pull cycle, send this to them. You blame it on me. I I forced you to send it to them. Do it, do it. Share it on your story if you loved it. And of course, if you have something you want to share on an episode, please, please, please email me. I would love to hear from you. Seeing other people podcast at gmail.com. I'll talk to you guys next time.
Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own unfiltered dating stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish-blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!